0: Welcome to the Not Quite Heroes Podcast, a real play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast set in the community built world of Aventheer. dungeon master steven garcia
1: hey i'm emily smith i play firefly the shepherd druid
0: and this is mike i play thaddeus dunhall II, paladin who follows an oath of vengeance
2: i'm amy and i will be playing evanel
3: hey i'm robert baldino and i'm playing gale that comes in the night the tempest Cleric. hey i'm wade i play
4: rook the arcane trickster
0: It is the year 943 in the second age of recorded history in the world of Aventhir. For the past nearly 3,000 years the world has lived in relative peace. While conflict always occurs in a diverse and expansive world, the world as a whole has felt safe. But over the last 50 years a shadow has fallen on the minds of the peoples of Aventhir. Distrust between nations is growing strong. Rumors of rebellions and omens of evil are being whispered. The world waits as the Festival of Ascension approaches where peoples from all nations travel to the empire of Aneria to celebrate the gods ascending from the earth. But the tension is greater this year. Even the high and mighty Aniria is beginning to see its people grow restless. Can the celebration of the gods put to rest the growing tremors of chaos? Or has the time for peace finally ended? It's a cool, dark morning aboard the Night's Fire, the ship you have all been traveling on for various amounts of time, um, the moisture and salt from the seawater is heavy in the air uh, and it's been about two weeks since you were last on land in Koki the city of sand where one of our passengers was picked up. You're all awakened by a bell ringing through the quiet air. You Hear the loud, strong shouts of Delarin Quell, a half-orc with warm brown skin and fire red hair um, that is dreaded and pulled back in long ponytail. Prepare to dock! Port Verin ahead! You all emerge from your various rooms, your uh, travelers' quarters. To see the the, the the damp morning fog, and not too far, you see a town, which you assume is Port Viren. Off the port, you see docks that look like it would hold for about 12 ships. At two of the ports are docked large ships of the Aenirian fleet, which you would know is the country you are currently arriving to. Uh, port Viren is a port town for the com- the country of Aeniria, or the Aenirian Empire. Um, and there are two more docks that are marked with flags that you would assume are for the Anirian Navy as well. Uh, There are two other ships docked that appear to be shipping vessels, trading vessels. One from the country of Aventus and the other from Sagita. Uh, The rest seem empty. And as you hear Dalaran kind of making the announcement that dock is coming, the crew starts moving around and getting things ready. You kind of take that all as your signal to to gather your stuff. So um, Emily, would you introduce uh, Firefly and describe her and what she would be doing to kind of prepare to to leave the ship?
1: Firefly is a ladrin druid uh, from the nation of Thianis. Uh, she recently left her country and boarded this vessel uh, on a somewhat secret mission and has been spending most of her time on the ship trying to stay as far away from the water as possible. So she scurries up to the cr- crow's nest uh, as we're going to port to kind of pick up some of her uh, hidden essentials and knickknacks that she's stowed up there and then rushes back down below deck to kind of grab her Pack, which has already been neatly lashed together and tied up, throws that on and heads up on top of the ship to get ready to dock.
0: All right, and Wade, what would Rook be doing as you're preparing to dock? Rook's just
4: kind of meandering
0: about the deck, trying
4: to stay generally out of the way, but not really focused on, on any particular act or item.
0: Uh, and what would, he, what would he look like to give a, a little visual? I mean, a uh,
4: shaved head, kind of a medium, medium-full type beard,
3: middle-aged human male.
0: Okay, and uh, Robert, what would Gail be doing to prepare?
3: Uh, well, if I'm not mistaken, Gail's still working on the ship, or at least for the time being is working on the ship, so he'd probably be helping get docked because of the release he knows how. He'd also be making sure that his pack on his bag and stuff has everything he needs. Um, he's a tabaxi, um, but like very scruffy looking, so he's he's definitely like running around trying to help out, not get in the way.
0: So as you guys are kind of going about your your stuff, the the door from the captain's quarters opens and uh, out walks a tall half-elf. The sides of her brown hair are shaved and the top is braided down the center of her back. Uh, She is strong. She looks like she doesn't just lead as a captain. She looks like she takes a lot of part in kind of the daily toils, um, kind of a hands-on leadership style. Uh, She's got a powerful, smooth voice. Uh, Gail before you go, um, I'd like to speak to you, please. Uh, oh, okay. Um,
3: now? Or, um, here? Or, uh...
0: Yeah, come. 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 Okay. This way. Okay. It's yeah. My quarters. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. As you, as you enter in, she closes the door behind you and says, Gale, oh, first off, take, take a deep breath. <laughs> You're amongst friends for a little longer. Uh, no, but before you go, uh, she kind of looks, looks in your eyes with a lot of compassion. She says, I'm sorry for your situation i have an old friend if you need help uh in port Virin, you should find her name is uh thira Folgrev, and if she's in the same place she runs a small inn here in town she kind of looks up what was it what was it called um uh, the the gray wind tavern she might be able to uh help you arrange some travels and don't forget uh it's better to travel together there's been whispers of unrest in in the anirian empire and uh i don't know you seem like a good a good fellow
3: Oh, uh, well, uh, uh, thank you. Um, I will, uh, you, you told, you talked about, um, the human and the, the, uh, what would you, what'd you say? What'd you call them? Uh, uh, Aladrin? Yeah. yeah? The the young
0: uh, Aladrin girl. Yeah. Right. Right. They're the only ones that, I mean, everyone else on the ship is staying with the ship and we're not staying in port right. for long. Yeah. But, uh, they'd be worth probably seeking out. I don't know. I don't know why they're here, but.
3: yeah. I mean, me neither. Um,
0: <laughs>
3: so, um. Thank thank you for the advice and
0: uh your uh compassion. Of course, as you know with your arrangement you won't be allowed on a one of our ships for a while. Uh, so I probably won't see you, but uh be well. And she kinda puts your hand her hand on your shoulder and uh yeah, just kind of as a as a nice little goodbye.
3: He he kinda like doesn't know what to do, so he like kinda lands eventually on just kinda like patting her hand <laughs> on his shoulder. <laughs> Um, and then kind of like, like that does a little weird bow and shows himself out.
0: Kind of as this, as this goes, you all are, are ushered towards kind of the, the ramp you'd use to get off the, off the ship, um, as you wait, wait to, to pull up. So the crew all around you is busy. Gail, you feel like you've been sort of released from duties and are now prepared to, to disembark the ship. Uh, mm-hmm. And you guys are all just kind of standing standing around watching as you you enter this small but busy port town. It's kind of just the three of you on deck
3: also one thing Gail would do having left the office like reminded of it he's gonna like put a like wrapping around his like right paw
0: like so there's just like a piece of cloth over it and okay. he's like walking around okay so the three of you standing waiting um you have the opportunity if you would like to Talk to each other. It's just you've got probably fifteen minutes before you uh, can actually disembark. If there's anything you lo- want to discuss with your the only three travelers who are getting off of this boat in a strange land or new land at least.
3: So I guess Gale would look towards Firefly and be like, "Have you uh, ever been on a boat?"
1: I I mean, yes, yes I have. I've been on many boats. Me too. That's that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not in particular interest of repeating the process, hmm. but this boat was fine.
3: <laughs> sturdy, sturdy construction, yeah.
1: I I suppose so.
4: Um, am I to understand you both travelers? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Where have you been?
1: This is so awkward. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Charisma of Charisma. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We need to, like...
3: (laughs) Anyway, okay.
1: (laughs) Try again. Um... (laughs) Um, Well...
3: Uh... I'm headed... Okay. Towards, um... A a festival. Uh, in... Emory.
1: Really? Uh, A festival? What type of festivities are going Uh, on there?
3: Uh, the festival of uh, uh, ascension, I think.
1: Do you, uh... Do you... do, Do you ascend? Or... Uh... As a person, I, is it a personal ascension or more don't of know. a um,
0: oh. I will I will pipe in here real quick. <laughs> it's pretty common knowledge throughout the world that the festival of ascension is uh, <laughs> <laughs> Take two.
2: We are <laughs> pros.
4: <laughs>
0: it's this is good. Um, you would have at least a base knowledge that it's supposedly to celebrate this. This point in the country of Aniria, uh, which is kind of like the biggest world power in Aventhir, that they claim that when Aventhir was like created and repopulated and at the beginning of recorded history that, that they have is this is the point where the gods actually ascended into the celestial plains. So, um, it was, so it's celebrating that. And it's kind of it's like a pseudo show of wealth and power. Mm-hmm. flash also a giant party okay
1: so is avontheer like the world
0: yeah avonthe is
1: the mm-hmm. world okay okay all right so so when you when you mention that you're going to this festival uh firefly kind of like scoffs at you uh and kind of ruffles her her cloak and pulls it more tightly around her and kind of turns away a little bit and stares out over the sea and she says you you know that's all a bunch of rubbish right um uh-huh. The whole what? point of the the whole point of the festival it's all made up. Is everyone it, it... everyone in the know knows that the the true gods descended on Dianus a few hundred years ago.
3: Aren't all festivals made up?
1: I suppose so.
3: So. It, it...
1: So why do you want to go there so badly if it's if it's made up?
3: Um, no, no reason. Well, I mean, I just um, uh, I have hey, business. Hey, I, I get it.
4: You know, yeah. everyone wants oh. to experience a bit, right? World yeah. experiences.
1: Seems like a long way to travel just to go to a party.
3: I, I have a few fr- friends to meet there as well, you know? Hmm. How, how about you? <laughs> where, where are you
4: headed?
1: Uh, yeah. I have business in that direction. It,
4: it seems like you guys have got things together. I wish I had more of a plan for when I arrive, but just kind of go where the wind takes me right now. Hm.
3: Wow. I mean, I'm was, I was more of a sailor, so that's that was, that's been my prerogative for a while. Literally. Yeah, yeah. Nice. It was. Yeah. So when you you're not headed anywhere in particular?
4: No, just trying to get out and experience some new people. Kind so, of uh, spend enough time in cocaine, and there's got to be more out there. There's there's more available, and I look to find it. So, so you on vacation then, or? Um, no, I'd like to think that I'm still working.
1: What are you working on?
4: Oh, that what is... Type,
1: what type of work do you do, exactly?
4: Uh, s- sales and procurement.
3: So you're a merchant? Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: Insight check? <laughs> sure. Uh, 20, non-natural.
4: What would I... I mean... Uh, like I, I'm, there's much to...
1: i kind of trying to insight... Um, yeah, I mean, is what what kind of sales and procurement you're doing? Like, is it above board kind of sales and procurement, or is this you know procuring things in the <laughs> sense that you're acquiring them under not necessarily lawful means and then moving the goods kind of thing? Well,
4: I think uh, I think it all moves fairly legitimately. It's all in plain sight.
0: Yeah, I think I think what you would get from that is probably. He's obviously not telling everything, but he's also yeah. not lying. Okay. Does that sound fair?
1: Yeah. So
0: as you guys are having this conversation, uh kind of the the the, the deck slams down and you you get get a really good look up close finally at Port Port Viern. Um and can you guys all make a perception check real quick?
3: Uh
0: fifteen. Um seventeen. Twenty four. Okay. <laughs> dang well the first thing that all of you notice is in the the dock immediately next to you where the ship from sagita is docked um first off what you would know about sagita is it is essentially a bard nation it is a nation of entertainers and partiers and lavish living and a good time they're the best bards in the world come from from sagita as well as the finest instruments are typically made there so you look over and on on that ship you see just this large crest of a the name of the instrument of, of a harp um kind of the silver embroidery everything about the the sails especially to you Gale, as a as a sailor you're like why would you why would you put so much effort into making sails look so mm. nice yeah it's, it's just very impractical but Ship is nice. It's very aesthetically pleasing and everything. But on the on the deck, you see a younger man, a human, who's dressed again much more like an entertainer than a sailor. Sail. Then, blah, 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 blah. the young man is dressed more like an entertainer than a sailor. He uh, he looks really exasperated, and he's he's in this conversation with what appears to be um, an administrative official of um, the Nerean Empire. He just he looks he's talking his big arms and stuff. And he's, I swear to you, someone was on the ship and they took our books, including the manifest, and I can't get you the papers. Please let me unload our wares. Uh, And the overseer, just, he's annoyed and frustrated dealing with people who are not used to doing the sailing and trading that um, he prefers. Says, where or who you claim has your manifest is not my concern. You may not unload your imports without your manifest as we cannot verify that you are selling what you say you are. If you would like to file a report of a theft, you may make your way to the bastion and file a report with the captain of the god. Good day. And uh, and he turns and walks away and the, the young man, but I, we we have to, ah, oh, captain's gonna kill me. I said good day. And he walks away. Um, so all three of you see that happen. Gale, not Gale, Rook, you see kind of across the way, the buildings are a mixture of old brick buildings and kind of like slat wood buildings, um, Just kind of things have popped up as they've been able to be made. Um, It doesn't look like it was a super organized construction outside of the the docks themselves. And through, as you kind of just are scanning about, you notice across towards where these buildings are, there's a solid wall of brick, and you see a man kind of look both ways and walk through the wall. And after you see all that, the gate is open, and one of the the sailors on the ship you've been on, on the night's fire, uh, says, Good luck in your travels. You're free to go, and the, the gates open, and you three are able to walk walk off the ship. As we do, Gail's gonna be like,
3: you know, I, I've noticed that every time everyone, anyone says, uh, "Have a good day," they don't actually want you to have a good day. You know, yeah. am I the only one? It's one of those weird things. Yeah. Well,
1: well, have a good day. <laughs> and then Firefly starts walking off. Oh. Oh, by the way, did you want to travel
3: in in a group? Um, if you're going towards. Cause it's safer and all. Uh,
1: she, she kind of pauses, uh, she's walking down the game plank and shrugs a little bit and just like waits to see if anyone follows her for a second.
3: Ew, well, oh, like, not sure what he's supposed to do and then follow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, um,
4: Rook would also start down the game plank. I don't know necessarily following just yet, but.
1: Yeah. She's Walking down I, to this point. Yeah. Well. I didn't see anything, so yeah. I'm wandering off. Mm-hmm. In some direction.
0: As you guys get down to the dock, though, I want you to give me one more perception check. Mm-hmm. Nine. Mm.
1: 23.
4: Mm. 16.
0: So as you get to the bottom of the ship, you see um, Laren Quell, who is the the half-orc first mate, uh, is down on the docks. She's having a conversation with another administrator that looks the same. And Gail, you notice as they're having a conversation, she just slips a little small... Bag into the administrator's pocket hmm. as they have their conversation, um, and as their their conversation ends, uh, the official says, "Well, it seems like all our affairs are in order," uh, and nods to the laren uh, who nods back, and he closes his books and walks off.
3: Yeah, will also say, "Oh, um, if we want to go, if you want to stay the night, or even just, I think get help, um, the the Grey Wind Tavern, we're supposed to go
0: to,
1: and which way is that?" uh hey uh i am
0: gonna play fl- flag down to learn she she looks over at you and and walks, walks through you she's been she's been another one who's been very kind and says uh gail what what can I do for you uh do you know where the uh Grey wind tavern is oh yes yeah the the gray wind it, you off to see tira yes just, yeah just on the north end of the dock maybe in a, in a in about a block you'll see it Got a big sign probably. Rowdy. She chuckles a little bit. Like. And then he pulls out, like, one of his daggers, like,
3: rowdy or. What's it away?
0: Rowdy. Oh, I mean, nobody's gonna stab anyone there. It's not. Okay. <laughs> and,
1: and Firefly, like, had been reaching under her robe at this point to grab her, like, <laughs> wall of daggers, and then she, like, carefully <laughs> closes the cloak again, just nodding. No, the-
0: <laughs> good. People having a good time. Is uh, someone. Might end up fighting someone else, but it's all fists. Nobody gets killed. Mostly, hmm. it's 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 a fun, it's a good place. It's huh. I have lots of good memories there. You
3: know the place. Gale will see the like cloak of daggers and it's kind of like, "Mm-hmm, nice." As like, there's a just like bunch of daggers like stored all over his person. Yeah. It's like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Better safe than sorry. Well, I heard to the northwest, so I turn around and start walking or to the uh, north yes, of the, the dock. Um,
4: so, is the uh, direction towards Grey Wind, is that kind of where I or where Rook saw the, the guy walk
0: through the wall? Uh, no, that would have been uh, a little bit south of that. So, the Grey Wind Tavern is like, I said there were 12 docks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's towards the northern end of that, so where the first two would be on mm-hmm. the north side. Uh... Where you saw the individual walk through the wall was uh probably like ten or so of the docks down.
4: Oh, so almost at the lead opposite end.
0: Yeah. Okay. And we're somewhere in the middle. Yep. You're like right around five, if you were to mark them right. down.
4: Yeah. <laughs> how uh how do you guys feel about magic?
1: Uh Firefly Mike. Firefly kinda of like narrows her eyes at you and she's like, What kind of magic?
4: Um Do you do you want to find out? What? Yeah, um when we were we were pulling in, I noticed someone walk through a wall. Where? Uh, you would turn and point the extra, you know, four dock down. Uh, uh, right about there.
1: Uh, Firefly turns her direction again and starts walking towards the wall.
3: <laughs> well, All right. I like the way you work. It's either a magic person or magic wall, so, uh, let's go find out.
1: <laughs> we're going somewhere, and that's what matters.
3: All right. Um,.
4: So with the initial perception would I have been able to kind of you know maybe not pinpoint exactly but get a rough idea of, of where that happened
0: yeah yeah you it was such a surprising thing to you like even mm-hmm. though it was a subtle thing that you're like oh well, like it's it's sort of in between two two buildings as well um, so there's like a there's like a discernible gap where it looks like something could be but it's just a wall it's not actually connected to the other stuff hmm so it like, once you looked at it, it looks out of place enough that you can't not notice it anymore. Right. But before you, you saw the weird thing, it would have blended in. Does that make sense? Right.
4: Okay. Um, so yeah, I guess Rook would hop step just a little bit in front of Firefly and start kind of approaching that specific point and, uh, do the same sort of looking both ways. Action, check around a little bit, and then try to just hop into the wall.
0: Uh give me an intelligence check real quick. Okay, but I'm still gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'm happy for you to jump through solid walls. Just um we'll find eight. out together actually. Eight. Yeah, yes. so you you were going early on the instinct that you swear you saw someone do this. Uh huh. And as you jump through, Gale and Firefly, you see him vanish. Onto the other side. <laughs> and you, Rook, as you jump through mm-hmm. to your sides, you see you see two solid walls to your sides, and you see one in the back. It's just kind of like a little rectangle, all the same kind of brick. And uh, at the back, you see what looks to be a cellar door. Okay. Um, um,
4: before you do it.
0: anything, uh, oh, all right. Gale, and, Gale <laughs> and Firefly, you just watched Rook jump through <laughs> a wall.
3: Well, that makes it seem a lot more like a magic wall than person. So, wanna follow?
1: Uh, Hardplay is gonna like put her hand out and try to touch the wall and like stroke the wall. I'm not yes. just jumping into a wall. That seems like the wrong so choice. You,
0: your hand goes straight through, and as the illusion breaks, you can kind of see the um like a really, a really faint version of the wall. Once you touch through and you realize that okay, this isn't real. It's almost like the illusion loses its luster. And can it's I relatively s- clear.
1: Can I you see can what's see on the other side? Yeah, you
0: can see Rook on the other side. You can see the same uh, little cellar door in the walls.
1: Okay. I'll cautiously step through.
0: Okay. Yeah, it feels like you just walk. You're Like you're walking. I mean, Dale, Dale is not going to be
3: nearly as on out about it and just go through just like Rook did. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So.
0: You, you pop on through. And, of course, lands on his feet. Yep. Like a, good, <laughs> like a good kitty. So you three are in this kind of room. You get the sense... This is just funny. I did, I did perception checks for people around you, and I rolled a 2 and a 3. So nobody even noticed that you just walked through walls. Um, you get the sense, as people continue to walk by, that nobody notices that you're there. And you see you're basically in this brick rectangle with a cellar door at the end. Um... So
3: I don't know why somebody would do this, but if they could do it once, probably do twice. And if we just hang out for a bit, I could make sure that this is the only illusion. As as opposed to you think the cellar door? Well, I don't I don't know how many different fake walls they might set up, you know?
1: Just I start just like going around and touching, touching all the walls. walls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, I guess that works too.
1: It's kind of like yeah, <laughs> going around
0: all the walls seem pretty wally.
1: Uh, how about the door?
0: Uh, roll an investigation check.
1: I guess skill. while
3: they do that, um, Gail's gonna start uh, ritual casting detect magic.
1: I've been okay. that one.
0: <laughs> uh, it feels like a solid uh, cellar door. You rub your hand over, you feel a lock. Seems legit. Just kind of as you're going through it casually.
1: <laughs> all right.
0: So I think,
3: I think, uh, well, also what it looks like is it literally just, just gets out some like sand and salt water and just like sprinkling it about in seemingly random (laughs) patterns on the floor
0: and like sunk speaking some stuff under his breath. It's, it's 10 minutes to ritual cast that, right? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So you guys just see, see Gail over there doing some weird stuff. I mean, particularly you firefly, you would, you would recognize it as some sort of ritual. um, Yeah. But
1: this seems fine. Yeah, yeah.
0: While Gale's doing that, Rook. Yes. What are you doing?
4: Um. I mean, it's the lock. The lock is visible. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Then, um, I think I'd lean down and pull some tools out of my pouch and attempt to
0: open the. Okay. Roll a uh, dexterity check and add your proficiency bonus to that. You're proficient. i miss... A- yeah, you're a rogue. You're yeah. proficient in these tools. All right. Yeah, has only a nine. A nine. I had a real bad roll. <laughs> As you stick the the lock picks in, and you start to to mess with it, you feel all of a sudden this weird cold, and a shadow wraps around your hands. And you take five points of necrotic damage. And
3: yeah. At this point, can the detect magic ritual be off? And you'll say, "Wait, watch out!
0: There's necromancy on the door." <laughs> <laughs> you can. I would say with the lock picking, it would take enough time to be done right after he's done. No. Yeah doing that and uh you get obviously the the big wall mm-hmm. you get the illusion and you see necromancy uh, and illusion on the cellar door. Mm.
3: So there's necromancy and it looks like there's a bit of illusion on that door. Um uh yeah, I've
4: I found out that first one. Oh, um
1: any anything particular on the door that's causing the necromancy, or does this just look like an evil door to you? Because we can kill it. <laughs> Pull out, pulls out the daggers.
3: Pulls <laughs> also pulls out daggers. <laughs> but also, it's a door. So, can
1: can I can I take a look at the door again to see if I can see anything particularly yeah, I, evil you about it? Yeah, and,
0: and Rook. You want to see if there's anything evil about it?
1: Yeah, like if there's <laughs> insight. I don't. On the door.
0: Yeah, so yeah. you can you can do a religion or arcana, whatever you feel
1: fit uh, better for
0: Firefly. Well,
1: they're uh, the same.
0: Rook, mm-hmm. uh, you can make an investigation check on the door.
1: I'm gonna guide myself, which helped? Uh Twenty-one.
0: I got a fourteen. Okay. Um, so as you're as you're kind of inspecting it, Firefly. Mm -hmm. You don't get any sense that the door itself is evil. Um,
1: It's the daggers away.
0: Yeah, you do get the sense that it's enchanted, um, Mm. which which Gale informed you, um, and that the kind of energy that you see came up probably came from some sort of ward or glyph that's carved somewhere around or in the lock.
1: Can I tell if it's a trigger once kind of glyph, or if it's going to keep triggering?
0: What did you roll again? Twenty-one.
1: Twenty-one. Yeah.
0: Uh you feel like it's probably it, it probably is a one time thing and needs to be kind of re This re is a real great English, re Yeah. <laughs>
2: uh
0: Rook, you as you do your investigation check, you actually find another illusion uh and a second lock uh, about four inches below the first one, kind of as you feel around. Yeah, that's what you find with your investigation check. Okay. I think the
1: door is fine now. <laughs>
0: uh and your detect magic is still up, right? Yeah. That's for like ten minutes. Yeah, so you would have seen the necrotic fade when it went off, but you still see some, like, you're still getting a little bit kind of down where, down a little bit below the first lock.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think at that Rook would kneel down and cast Mage Hand this time? And yes. take out his, uh, you said it, it was definitively a lock? Uh, yeah. The, that's The lower one? Okay. Yep. Yeah, so I think he would then um, hand over his pick set to Mage Hand and have it attempt to pick that lock.
0: Um, so for the sake of expediency, I will say you do, you will get it unlocked the first time as it's going to unlock it, that same necrotic energy puffs out and the hand just <laughs> kind of drops the, the tools. Um, mm-hmm. but you recast it and, the, and eventually you kind of, after, after two or three minutes, you get, you get the lock open. Um,
1: uh, can we see your hand or is it invisible? Um,
4: his is invisible. I believe yeah, I'm pretty sure mine's yeah. invisible.
1: I'm just wondering arcane trickster <laughs> also, or not.
3: At this point, I think Gail's going to be... Also, um... If someone's put this much effort into hiding whatever's behind this door, are we like 100% that we want to go messing with it? Just, you know...
4: That it seems like the best reason, right? Uh, that you put the good stuff behind the doors.
1: Uh, Firefly kind of shrugs and is like, well, I don't have anything else to do right now.
3: I mean, that's fair. Here, do we have another 10 minutes? <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean... Are we concerned that they're going to show up again? We saw someone go in, right? And they haven't come back out as far as we've seen. They could still be in there. All right, never mind, never
3: mind. <laughs> See, he's like, he had like, like, um, some stuff for like casting. Like, not like, not casting, but like casting bones. But it's like driftwood. He's like, just putting it back. <laughs> yeah, never mind. It was a stupid idea anyway. But let's just go. We, we, we've also kind of committed anyway, you know? <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean
3: we're we're this
4: yeah. far.
0: All right, so you open it uh, with the mage hand. Yes. Okay. Uh, so as you pull it open, you realize you never actually even unlocked the top lock, and it still just swings open. And you all take ten d ten fire damage. No, you don't. <laughs> um, yeah, you opened the door. All right. Oh,
1: uh, so what's inside? Looking,
0: looking down. Uh, do you all have? dark vision? Yes. I do. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think you do. Um, So you open it up and you go, wow, it's dark (laughs) down there. The other two, you kind of see stairs that go down for about 15 feet, and it looks like it's sort of a a narrow passageway that when it hits the 15, it starts going forward, and so you kind of cut off what you can see from that.
3: Well, further in, right?
1: Walk down the stairs.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll follow along. Okay. Um, So as you go down, you walk another probably 15 feet down Fifteen feet straight ahead, uh, and it opens up into a kind of looks like an old cellar, like you would assume is behind an old cellar door. But it's fairly empty. Uh, so the ground, the ground is dirt. Uh, there's a few random boxes that look like they've been in there for years. And on one of the walls, there is a um, like a couple of really melted candles that are lit. So they give you just enough light to kind of make stuff out. Rook, um, mm-hmm. and you see. In the wall is a just a it looks like the outline of maybe an eye uh, with like flames coming off of it.
1: Is it like carved into the wall or painted yeah, like, or
0: carved and not well? Like you from like kind of the gashes, it looks like someone probably went at this kind of stone with a, a knife or something really rustic.
3: Uh, also, is my detect magic still up?
0: Uh, yeah. So is anything coming off glowy? Nothing is coming off glowy. Oh. Huh. And then. In common, beneath that, it just says Khazal Thrum.
1: Uh, do we recognize that at all?
0: Uh, you can make a religion check.
1: I guide myself. Forever. And ever.
3: <laughs> Never. Ironically, very bad at religion. I got a zero.
1: I have an 11? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I got
0: a yeah.
4: 16.
0: Yeah. Um, all of you just... Well, Gail, you're just like, wow, why would someone carve something into the wall like that?
3: Oh, actually uh, actually, I think I know that it's a, it's a local goat deity, I believe. Don't ask me why. I just I think it's a local, like, hero or god that's only about goat. Uh
1: I don't know, it looks pretty evil to me.
3: I mean, have you, you ever fought a goat? No. Good. I have have you? I don't want to talk about it.
0: <laughs> you're interesting
3: <laughs> sail enough places I you kind of get that way
0: so what you guys get from the religion check is not much you just like there is a worshipful element to how it's set up but the name itself or the word the words shoot mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, don't really mean much to you
1: so were there any other doors down here
0: you uh, give me a uh, investigation check
4: is that open to all of us? Yeah,
1: that's a yeah, nine.
3: Okay. Ooh, a lot better.
4: I'm just
1: walking around, touching the walls.
3: Sixteen. I got a four. Oh, I would say there's no magic in here, by the way, <clears throat> other than
0: the oh, magic- shoot. See, I forgot. Sorry, oh. you would have you would have seen illusion magic in the back, the far back corner. Oh, that's, never that's mind. Not <laughs> oh,
3: we should probably check out that back corner where there's <laughs> illusion magic.
0: <laughs> Walk and I over do think- and
1: start touching that wall
0: uh yeah your hands go right through it
1: one trick pony eh mm. just walk through the wall
0: yeah so you guys watch firefly
3: walk through ironically a lot of ponies know multiple tricks but yes
1: it's true you you would think that uh they would realize after securing their base with one illusionary wall that we would know that there'd be another illusionary wall
4: is that portion of the wall uh lit by these candles
0: the the light from the candle like kind of rev- is bright enough to illuminate that there's walls everywhere huh? so you can see where it is but
4: right but I could see where she walked through yeah okay Whew, that's good then follow behind walk into
0: the wrong wall i will say about 3 steps in you can see the light from the room behind you but you cannot see forward i huh? can't uh you two can rook rook cannot oh oh
1: okay yeah. it's like fine. Okay.
4: <laughs> it's not ideal Okay, so I'm, I'll grab a candle. Is that an option?
0: For no particular... Yeah, that's totally an option. Okay. For no and particular yeah. reason, can you guys read me your passive perceptions? Yeah, of course.
1: Oh, uh, 15.
3: Plus, 16.
4: 16 also.
2: Ooh.
1: I have the lowest wisdom in this group.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait till you meet the other ones. Uh, oh, no.
1: <laughs> okay. So... I feel like a bad druid right now. So
0: We're balanced out. Okay.
3: Um, we do have to deal with an animal you'll they'll be, they'll be much better
1: looking, I'm looking for rats by the way we're in an urban area checking the ground, looking for cockroaches looking for mealworms
0: uh, your friend is not here, correct?
1: I don't, don't actually I don't actually know I'm
0: fine with it being there if you want it to be there we should have discussed it earlier but yeah
1: we probably should have Uh, so I guess like as I'm about to step through the, the wall, you see my, uh, my knapsack kind of start, like, wiggling and shifting, uh, and this, uh, kind of, like, multi-hued rabbit-like creature sticks its head out and looks around and then pops out and starts, like, flying in the air next to me and then lands on, a Firefly's shoulder, just kind of, like, scratches its ears and then walks through the wall.
3: How, how's that the weirdest thing I've seen today? So, so
4: you saw that too?
3: Yeah, I'm about to walk through my second wall, and that's the weirdest thing.
4: Agreed. Yep. So Roko grab that candle and and walk through the wall.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, just a second. I refuse. Shoot.
1: There we go. That's what it looks like.
0: Yeah, it's just about. I'm the just scared. It's just about oh, the cutest little that, thing you've ever seen. That is oh. adorable.
4: Yeah, that's not as bad as I had pictured.
1: <laughs> 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 the vision
0: ha- went a little weird. It's
1: a happy rabbit.
0: Okay, so as you walk through, this hallway actually sort of starts to wind. You hear echoing the sound of someone trying to play a flute that just has no idea how. The notes aren't sticking, like she, they can't get any sustain on anything. It's a lot of like every once in a while you hear a, like a come through, but it's not musical in by any means. And, and but because of the kind of the nature of these like these stone that you're walking in, these little, little caverns, the sound is bouncing off the walls, and it's, it's it's really annoying. Truthfully, it's not a beautiful thing. Well,
4: I get why you had to come down here for that.
0: <laughs> as you as you go a little bit further, the room opens up to. It's a fairly wide cavern to be under the city. It's probably. Hang on, just a second. Uh, it's it's about sixty feet wide, maybe a hundred and fifty feet long. There's kind of stalagmites and stalactites. Again, really feels out of place. Kind of at the far end, you see. Uh, actually, all your all your dark vision is sixty feet, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all just see a cavern that goes goes kind of black, <laughs> but you hear the noise coming from that direction.
4: So who's taking lead? Well, you can't see, so probably not you. Oh yeah. I'm you know, I'm real sorry about that.
0: As you're saying that, uh you hear a voice shout out, Who's 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 there? I see your light.
4: Rook quickly thumbs the candle out. <laughs> I think you got him. No you don't. Show yourselves.
1: I'm gonna go forward, like, against one of the sidewalls and try to, like, move until I can see who's talking.
3: I'll follow that. And I'll kind of, like, grab Rook's hand and lead him, like, preschool style. Uh,
0: As you are walking, you hear him say, I I warned you, and I will need you all to roll initiative.
1: Mm. I don't know, this guy seems pretty evil.
0: At 17. 11.
1: 8.
3: Okay. Let's go. I hope this doesn't start a trend of me having a high initiative mod, but getting low numbers every time.
0: Uh, what did you say yours was, Wade? Or Rook? Uh, 17. Uh, Firefly?
1: 8.
0: And Gale? 11. Gale and Rook. Did you guys go the opposite direction as Firefly? Or did you follow? Follow. Okay.
1: We're all in a perfect line.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's great.
3: Just hope I'm out of fifth level cool. or better. <laughs> Spellcaster, and we'll be fine.
0: Gale and Rook, you feel a cold kind of creep up next to you.
3: Oh, good, my favorite.
0: Rook, you would not see this. Gale, you see a shadow kind of coalesce into a physical form. Uh, Rook, that is a 16 to hit. Gale, it is a 9 to hit. Well, that'll miss me. And it'll hit me. Hey, okay. uh, 10 necrotic damage, and your strength is reduced by 1.
1: Oh, you were you're pulling out the big guns for episode one, man. No. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> like no punches pulled.
1: Shadow Party.
0: And after they go and reveal themselves, it is Rook's turn. Okay. I think
4: I'd whip out a uh, dagger at this point and swipe at it.
0: Okay. Um you can't see, so roll with disadvantage. Uh twelve. Uh that hits it. Nice. Just flail wildly. Sounds about right. <laughs> Gilducks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um, <laughs> the other left,
4: uh, and that'll be five damage.
3: Okay. And does he get sneak attacks? since I'm next to him, next to the. If show? you have dis, if
1: you have disadvantage. You can't get it.
0: Yeah. Ah, right. 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 Hmm.
1: Any Any chance your daggers magical? No. Yeah.
0: Are you using bonus action? Um. Because you have two daggers, right? So you could you could dagger twice if you wanted to.
4: Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to because I I can't really. Disengaging wouldn't help much because I don't know where to go. <laughs> oh. Okay, well that's not as bad. Nineteen to hit. Hmm. Yeah, that hits. Yeah, well the first one was a natural twenty. So
0: oh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's eight damage for that dagger. Okay. Yeah, and in both your swings as you go through, if you were if you were a physical being, you would have felt like these connected really well but they seem to kind of go through with a little resistance, but it, it feels off to you. All right. It is the someone's turn, and he will You hear the, the music has stopped, and I guess none of you would, have, would be able to see him at this point. So his turn is done, and Gale, it is your turn. Um, uh,
3: just go away! And he's going to cast Sacred Flame on the shadow thingy as he kind of, like, pulls out another object he he's, like, palming with his bandaged over palm, like, trying to just not draw attention to it. So that's a deck save on its part. Okay,
0: uh, on the one that attacked you or the one that attacked Rook? Oh, there's two. That makes yeah, more yeah. sense.
3: Um, the one that attacked
0: Rook. Okay. Does it hit? Uh, it does not hit. It succeeds the deck save? Yeah. Okay, yeah. You rolled a natural 20.
3: But luckily for Rook, there's a brief flash of light. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true in a kind of, like, lightning shape, and then it dissipates quickly. And and you're just gonna stay there. And
0: Firefly, it is your turn.
1: Uh, so Firefly is going to uh, turn over to the shadow that's in front of Rook and cast Moonbeam. Uh, so you basically see the square in front of you light up with this, uh, 40-foot tall cylinder of moonlight. So it it provides dim light in that area, and, uh, anything is inside of the moonlight at the beginning of its turn it has to make a con save and take some damage.
3: That's a way to light up a room.
1: Yeah. I don't think it provides a ton of light but it lights up that square.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not enough but it would be enough to help uh, Rook.
1: Yeah, at least for like the squares around it maybe you might be able to see something.
0: Okay, and it takes the the damage on the first time on a turn too so it'll take it now.
1: Alright, it's a uh, DC 13 con save.
0: Um, I believe it does not pass. <laughs> nope. So it fails that save. Yeah. So as you uh, cast this this light, um, it's like the shadow almost starts dissipating. What's the damage?
1: Uh, it's gonna take eleven radiant. Whew.
0: Yeah, and the shadow just disperses. Heck, and it is gone. That was the one that was attacking Rook. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, Anything
0: else for your turn?
1: Uh, nope. That is it.
0: Okay. Um,
1: and, like the other one's right next to it, Rook. You just gotta. <laughs> Don't go in the light. <laughs> go around the light.
0: Okay. It is that first shadow's turn is gonna swing at Gale. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a thirteen no. to hit. It's kind of <clears throat> Okay, and it is going to try to shift into the shadows away from you. So you can okay. you can take an opportunity to attack if you want. Okay.
3: So that'll be a six, 16 17 to hit.
0: Okay, it hits? With a dagger. Ooh, 8 points of damage nice it's just a standard dagger though correct yeah yeah, nothing okay. special on it other than similar to to Rook you feel as you kind of slash through it you feel a little bit of resistance but not that of a body <laughs> um, and it seems to kind of vanish into the shadows Rook it is your turn okay so Rook will just yell out
4: Kazzle uh, Thrum Okay,
3: Thrum
0: you hear a voice kind of echoing you speak his name
3: yeah. yeah, yeah, love love that guy. Goats, uh. yeah, goats.
1: love goats.
0: Oh yeah, they're the best.
1: My best um, friend was had a goat.
0: Roll a roll real quick. Roll a uh, a persuasion check, bro. Yeah. What are you talking about, goats? <laughs> Thirteen. You see, on his turn, three orbs of light pop out. So you actually can't see anything there. If you if you speak his name, lower your weapons and come to me.
4: Okay, yeah. yeah I imagine this is, is this still my turn. Was that first bit a reaction thing, the speaking?
0: The, the persuasion check was the... The action? Your action, yeah. Oh, all right, well then... And then he let out the light. He's, he's right after you in initiative. Okay. So yeah, for his turn, he says, lower your weapons and come to me, and he lets out the light. Right. And then, Gale, it would be your turn.
3: Yale's going to put away his dagger, but not his, like... Palming his like holy symbol, and just like start walking forward until he sees the shadow that ran away from him. If he does, he's gonna move thirty feet, or looking for the shadow towards the
0: voice or for the shadow,
3: like towards more like the set, well, like the direction the shadow went.
0: Okay, more. Yeah. So you see, you see the shadow seems to be just kind of waiting.
3: Okay, he's going to cast sacred flame on it again. He's
0: like, Sorry, I'll
3: <laughs> take care of this for you. And then- <laughs> This doesn't like, <laughs> it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem that's you want your cave. Okay.
0: Give <laughs> the shadow uh disadvantage on the deck save because it's obviously just like standing down listening to something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh he does not pass it.
3: Alright, so that's gonna be seven radiant damage. Okay, yeah,
0: as this light like light and fire comes around it, it just dissipates and is gone. There you go. He'll start walking <laughs> towards the guy. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I just I did not see that coming. Um, yeah, so you get... He's still probably 100 feet away from me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He yells out, what was that? <laughs> what was what? The, the light. That was me taking it's, care of your...
4: It's hard bank. to see. It's, it's so hard to see.
0: The, uh, <laughs> you speak his name and you fight the shadows?
4: No, no, no. It was, it was a light.
0: We could probably drop out of initiative order for now. So you guys, kind of the senior set, you're all about a hundred feet away from this kind of slightly raised platform. You see like a desk <laughs> with scattered papers on it, um, a box, a very similar eye carves behind, though this time there's no candles lit. And you can see three floating balls of light, uh, but you don't see anybody. All right. So so then Rook will speak up. And
4: um, Can you you send one of those lights down here it's it's hard to see
0: uh yeah a light kind of shifts
4: towards you okay yeah he'll start walking that light and then you know if he catches up to it
0: to the to the other lights yeah and then once you get about 50 feet away his his voice rings out again and it seems like it's centered around where that that desk is (laughs) he says come no closer
4: yeah man it's your house and he'll hold his hands up kind of offensively well you know mean you no harm style this is Kazathrum's
0: house, not mine. Yeah, that's pretty sure that's what I said. What do you? No. <laughs> what brings you down here?
4: Um, she just just came to do a little prayer. Just oh, go
0: stuff. Uh, deception check. <laughs> okay. I think I think Gale is like
3: giving a very confused look, like to Firefly, and then the Rook, like like looking for like uh,
1: I'm I uh... Firefly is like. Slowly moving forward, and her moonbeam is following her as she like gets closer to the sky and is kind of looking confusedly at Ruck, like.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was a fourteen. Um, he says, "Recite a prayer if you're here for
4: prayer." Um, you, you just it's. Um, you sure you don't want to lead and and I'll join along. There's more. Uh, there's more. More power when we
0: do it together. He says, I, I knew I knew you were false. I knew you were false. And um...
1: Moonbeam. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's invisible. <laughs> you can't see. I,
1: I have 60 feet of movement for my action for moonbeam, so I just... You're
0: just going to moonbeam it all around? Moom- <laughs> until,
1: I, until I find him. Okay. Or, until there's a scream of pain. Yeah. And then all I'm right.
3: going <laughs> to... He's like, no, my shadows. Roll
0: your damage.
1: Uh, uh, 17, radiant.
4: Okay. I feel like I had him right where I
0: wanted him. Reciting prayer?
1: He seems really <laughs> evil.
0: You hear him scream out and then we're going to jump back into initiative order. Yeah.
1: <laughs> How many rounds passed?
0: I would say that was probably about 45 seconds so mathematically speaking that would be 7 rounds.
1: Okay, so I have like... That's
0: probably have 2 left. Also is detect magic still up? Or would it be gone by now? I, it would be gone by now. That's what I thought. So that would be Firefly, and that would go over to Rook's turn. Oh, and he needs to make a...
1: He's in the light! <laughs> hit yeah. the light!
4: Alright, so he is visible? At least to some...
0: The He's not visible. No. You heard a scream come from the light. Okay. The light
4: stopped where the scream was? Yeah. Okay. Hey, what all's around us? Is it just a big open room?
0: No, there's some, like, stalactites and stalagmites and stuff. Like, kind of natural rock formations scattered throughout.
4: Okay, cool. Can I just... Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, can I just hide behind
0: those? <laughs>
4: yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Roll a
0: stealth, just so.
4: Uh, that was a natural 20.
0: Yeah, and all of a sudden, Rook is gone.
4: Uh, <laughs> oh,
3: is, now there's two invisible people. That's what I need it. Go?
0: It is uh, the mage's turn. Uh, so roll your damage for the moonbeam.
1: A nine.
3: Okay. You don't even need us around. Come on.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then you see him appear. After he receives his damage, steps away from the light towards you, Firefly. I'm going to need you to make a saving throw. I believe it's wisdom, but I for- I accidentally closed out.
1: I hope it's wisdom.
0: Isn't it wisdom the little one? Yeah, wisdom save. 17. In your mind, you feel this fear start to creep in, and then you focus back on, like, you see your light, and you feel your, your little friend next to you, and you are able to push out any fear, uh, and you resist the spell... And then he starts running away towards the back, away from you all. So he's about 80 feet or so away.
1: From how far is he from where he was at the beginning of his turn?
0: Uh, 30 feet. And then it is uh, Gale's turn. Yeah,
3: so Gale's going to make sure he can still see this guy through the darkness, because he moved a bit. It's going to be like, well, uh, I've never tried this one, so I hope it works. He's going to cast Shatter
0: on okay. That's going to be Constitution saving throw. Okay. Half half damage on a save? Yes. Okay. Uh, he does save it.
3: Alright. So he's going to take seven points of damage that's already halved. Seven points of thunder damage.
0: And with that, as this thunder damage claps around him and you hear it echoing off this really solid chamber. So... Almost like it continues to go longer than it is. He grabs his ear and clutches him, falls to the ground and screams, and then is silent. And like kind of. He does some snapping around the ears as he's like, "Oh." <laughs> and maybe worked a little too
3: well. Um. Well,
1: uh, Firefly is gonna walk up thirty feet and move her moonbeam on top of the sky. Just make sure he's really, really, <laughs> <Christy>. really dead. <laughs> yeah. Medium rare. Two rounds. Yeah. Make sure he's not. He's not gonna get back up.
0: Yeah, you see parts of his skin just starting to like flake off from the. It's radiant damage, right? Yeah. Yeah, just like the the radiant damage is like his almost burning, and he's dead.
1: Well, problem solved.
3: Well, well, that that's a new smell. Um, wanted to see what this guy was up to.
4: And then Rook would pop out. Ah, see, I told you. You you keep all the good stuff behind the doors. <laughs> He's kind of like got his hands out in front of him, making his way to the. Are the are the lights still up, or is it just the moon moonbeam? Uh, the lights are the lights
0: are gone now. Okay, it's yeah. So he's and the, just... moon, the moon, beam is fading fast. All right,
3: yeah. Feels be, do, do you not have any torches or ways of creating light? Uh, I mean, I had that candle.
4: Well, let me see. Do you have? Guess I can. Yeah. And then he'll reach in his pack and pull out a torch, and then just sit down for like I don't know. 45 seconds striking it, trying to get it to a <laughs> much longer time
0: than you would think. Well, after his time, finally lights up and you can all see a bit better, even though obviously you with dark vision could see.
1: What is, what is this guy wearing? Does he have anything in his robes?
0: Well, his robes seem a little charred, <laughs> but you can make a little investigation check if you would like sure. to see how charred they may or may not be.
1: Uh, 14. Oh, guidance. Guide something. 17.
0: So on him, he actually looks like he just stuffed some papers in his pocket, Mm -hmm. and you find that flute that that magical, magical music was coming from. The papers just have a bunch of writing on it that, uh, what languages do you know?
1: Common, Elvish, Sylvan, Druidic, Abyssal.
0: Oh, you know Abyssal. That is fun. (laughs) So you see... No, it doesn't really make that much sense. There's kind of three different phrases scribbled all over these pages like a crazy person. The first phrase is Kazal, the the first name you saw. Light and shadow blessed through. Uh the second phrase is I am the darkness, and through darkness there is light. And the third phrase is Ascension is falling like an eagle with broken wings.
1: Uh this festival sounds like it's not gonna it's not gonna go so well this year.
0: Oh. Like it's gonna rain.
1: Uh, sure.
3: Mm, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you want some help um looking through these papers? Uh sure. Gail's okay, gonna cast guidance on whoever searches the papers and how he does that is he takes some seawater he has in like a water skin and flicks it on him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um All the papers just have those those phrases like written like a madman almost.
1: Are they all in the same handwriting?
0: Uh, Yes. Yeah. They appear to be in the same handwriting.
4: I think at this point Rook has probably made it to the desk.
0: Yeah. Uh, and you find Rook on the desk. Mm-hmm. Three pieces of gold, five pieces of silver, and 16 pieces of copper. And then more blank paper that I'm assuming you can't read. What? What's... Your, what do you know Abyssal?
4: No, but...
1: Oh, it is an epistle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you said they were
4: blank on uh. it.
0: Couldn't read.
1: Um, are there any more pictures of that flaming eye?
0: Uh, just carved in the back, kind of. It's almost like the desk was on like a pseudo amphitheater kind of a situation or, or stage mm. would be a way to describe it. With the torch, can we see if this is like the end, like dead end or exit? If there's any more ways out? There's nothing you, you see from where you are. Mm.
1: Can we see all of the walls from where we are?
0: Uh, not well. But with, with the light from Rook, there's like kind of a faint, like shadows kind of jumping and stuff.
1: Uh, do you want to pop another detect magic?
0: Yeah, so he'll do the same thing of like water and sand
3: to ritual cast detect magic. Okay.
0: You get from the flute that he was playing, you get the sense that there is um, illusion magic mm. coming off of that. From the robes, there is abjuration. But as you kind of walk the walls and the room, you you don't get anything else. Well, pretty much everything you got off of him was magic. But other than that, looks like uh, nothing else. Oh, and, and you found a small an amulet of five eyes, hmm. and it's the symbol of a god named Dranpara, which is the god of secrets of no- and knowledge. But
1: uh, neutral, neutrally aligned.
0: Roll a religion check.
1: My greatest skill. Uh, eighteen.
0: Yeah, it's lawfully neutral. Okay. So looking around, there, you don't see much else in, in the room. Hmm.
1: Uh, so these eyes, they're not on fire, correct? The, the five eyes, do they look the same as the eye that was on fire that we've seen, or do they look different?
0: There's like a, a pupil and an and iris, even though they're uncolored. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a much more detailed eye versus like the carved in... Separate iconography type stuff. Yeah. Okay. Right.
3: Well... From the best I can tell, um,
0: he really
3: wanted to learn how to play the flute. Um, I'm not sure what all this writing is and
0: really anything the guy was doing. Uh, Rook, on the desk, you also would have found what looks like a ledger. Mm -hmm. uh, And it's got the same seal from Sagita um, as the ship you saw outside.
4: Okay. Yeah, I imagine Rook would pick that up. I think probably show it to Gale and kind of question.
3: Um, Well, there's the fancy guy who was pretending to be a sailor um, who... (laughs) We would really like that back and probably pay good money for it. Also, you know, we wouldn't be ruining somebody's business and livelihood, so that'd be nice too. Uh, all right, yeah, imagine we can make a stop way back. You do we do we know what I mean? The, so the flute's got illusion, so um, call me crazy, but I think that might have something to do with all the illusions lying about. Um, do we do any way finding out?
1: Can you play a flute? Not well. Oh, here here you go.
3: He's gonna like blow into it and it's gonna be worse than the flute playing we heard walking in. Make a performance check. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> Nine. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh nothing seems to happen. Huh.
4: Yeah, I I think you're I think you're doing that wrong. You know how? Um it's gotta be better than that. Go on. Okay. So rookle it. Is that another performance?
0: Yeah, performance check.
4: It's a natural twenty. Oh. Mm. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. So you hot cross uh, buns. You think back into your memories and you start blowing on on it, and and you actually you, you put together a few notes that turn into a melody, and you might even call it a song.
4: Ooh,
1: pretty impressive. Hot, hot cross that, buns.
4: <laughs> yeah, I um actually spent a little bit of time in Sagita. Oh.
1: Does anything happen when he plays the music?
0: Nope. Nothing happens. Just just the Sound, notes.
4: Sounds great. Well
1: nope.
4: <laughs> Cool. <laughs> I'm sure there's a way to figure this out. And uh guess if there's no opposition, he'll just slide it in his bag.
3: So do we want to just go give the papers back? Or do we think there's more?
1: That's what they wanted.
3: Yeah. I mean, I don't know why this guy wanted ledger papers.
1: Can we go through their logs through the no. ledger?
3: Yeah, I don't I don't see why not.
1: Yeah. Try to figure out why it was stolen to begin with.
0: <laughs> yeah. Roll an investigation check.
1: I feel like I, I need a smarter character. Yeah. Uh Seven. Uh, this is really boring. Cool.
0: You guys can all, you can all make investigation checks if you'd like. I'm I, not good. I'm just going to assist Rook. Because, <laughs> all right. Gail knows his limits.
1: Have some guidance. All
0: right.
4: Alright, what
3: is
1: guidance?
3: Uh, D4. D4. An advantage for being helped, yeah? Yep.
0: Uh, 15 total. Uh, you flip through it, and you see a lot of instruments listed, including one that stands out called the Flute of Euphoria. Mm. But other than that, it's just lots of different instruments. So, real-
3: how good did it feel to play that flute? <laughs>
0: um,
3: you know, it felt great,
4: uh, being able to see you enjoy it. I saw you tapping your toes
3: would you call it euphoric
4: though no. uh i don't think euphoric is the right word hmm. okay is it the right word uh
0: for what you felt while you were playing it yeah no <laughs>
4: okay yeah no
0: i mean i guess it depends on how much do you how much does rook really like the fact that he learned how to he taught himself how to play a song in one second
4: <laughs> yeah no it's, it's definitely proud but not euphoric <laughs>
1: I wonder I wonder if this is a hearty flute for the upcoming festival. you know really take things over the edge if used in the right hands
3: and in the wrong hands.
1: yeah,
4: I mean, I'll try. Uh, but you didn't you I, didn't I, hate me
3: no okay. <laughs> all right, Let's see how it is. Well, I mean, I don't think that's even the same flute did Did you feel euphoric? I mean, I felt like I was listening to flute music. So yes. No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I- you know,
1: I, I I don't have much experience with magic items, but I've heard some exist that uh you have to hold on to for a while before you can really experience their effects.
3: No. Can we do that at a tavern though, instead of this creepy dark cave?
1: Probably. Maybe we should leave.
3: I see. I'm liking where your head's at. You know, I could use some rest. Um, so we we head back. We head with the Grey Wind Tavern, or Gail does at least.
1: We need, we need to give back the uh the book the ledgers.
3: Yeah. Do we want to do that before or after? Uh, our friend looks at the flute more. Uh, she said the ledger, not the flute. But also, I mean, <laughs> I feel like there's a non-zero chance that they're connected. I don't know. A Bunch of bards in a boat, and then a magic flute. It just feels like.
1: We could hold on to it for an hour, and then then go after an hour. Let's see how it
3: feels. Right, so we'll get back the ledger in an hour, is what I'm hearing. Uh, I mean, sure. I mean...
1: I mean, yeah, for now.
3: They're independent. Uh, But I just feel like they're not, because, I don't know, call it intuition.
1: Alright, here, why don't... Why don't you take the ledger, Mm -hmm. uh, Gale, and you hold on to it. Sure. And I don't have to worry about it anymore. Okay. And then I'm gonna go to the tavern.
3: Me too.
4: Alright, I'm I'm going to the tavern. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: That's what I was saying. (laughs) Yeah, I'm agreeing. Yeah. Alright, I'm just gonna take the victory, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's gonna head to the tavern.
0: Okay, so, uh... You're sure you guys head to the tavern? There's a lot of discussion there. (laughs) Okay. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah, so you kind of follow that path back up. Well, Actually, as you pop up, you notice that the the wall illusion is gone. (laughs) And so you just kind of walk out of a cellar, open to the public now.
3: Now that the wall illusion is gone, did somebody, like, destroy this wall? Or was it a pre-existing hole? Like, is it a smooth missing wall?
0: Yeah, it's just... It's just like nobody built anything there. It's like an empty lot, mm. okay. Essentially.
3: Oh, so it was like an alleyway, really. More, more, more like. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, are we concerned about leaving a dead body in an area that we're obviously coming out of? You know.
3: Didn't think about that. Um, gotta kind of like peek out, and like, are there a bunch of people like around or watching that could see us? <laughs>
0: uh, it seems like. It seems like people are just mostly for the. Mostly going about their business.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You're not sure how long the illusion has been gone, so you do see like a a clump of people sort of walking away from it. You're not sure what that would necessarily mean, though.
3: Um, we could just kind of try and okay. Very
4: oh. Here, don't
3: don't worry about this. I've got
4: it. Oh, okay. And then Rook would cast minor illusion and try and recreate the wall.
0: <laughs> What's the space for minor illusion? Uh, pretty small, right?
1: Five foot. Yeah. Five foot.
0: Five foot square. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> kind of in between these two walls a small <laughs> tiny brick appears. As you cast it, you see a, uh, a guard walking towards you, Paul. Oh. <laughs> hey, what is what is the meaning of this?
4: I'm practicing for a magic show for the festival.
0: Were you down there? We down where? The cellar door, We we were up here when this wall this giant wall disappeared, and we waited to see if something would happen and no one appeared. We were waiting for Cleric to come down. We saw some weird enchantments on the on the cellar. Why are you here?
3: Um, I... I am that Cleric, and <laughs> I have looked at the enchantments, and I've determined that, um, they are necromantic and will hurt people if they try and open the door.
0: <laughs> Roll a deception. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Five. He says, You're not the cleric. You, uh, it, I, I personally went to get him. Right. Yes. <laughs> I mean, now state your business, or I'm going to have to arrest you.
4: All right, look, obviously, that is the cleric there on the way, and he can help settle all of this. And I'll point behind the guard. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> he he and looks and says, what, where, where is he? he said. All right,
4: while he's turned around, Rook would cast Minor Illusion over the, the door and make it look like the stone around or the, the ground around it okay
0: uh, <laughs> like covering up the door yeah uh, he turns back he's not he's not coming what was it there was some this is a weird day
4: they've got you working too hard
0: <sighs> he kind of rolls his eyes at you and says i've i've got my i've got my eyes on you don't forget a face he points at gale and says he's not going to be hard to remember
3: he, like, looks, Gale first, looks behind <laughs> him to make sure nobody's behind him. He meant instead, oh, yeah, usually.
0: He says, on your way. Okay. Be careful. He just kind of eyeballs you, not stopping you guys from leaving or anything, but. Well, Rook just starts the marching. Yep. As you guys walk away, he goes and starts investigating. And you overheard as you're walking. I could have, I could have swum. I need a drink. And then
3: hope he doesn't investigate for more than a minute <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah and he walks away you seem to have gotten by that so you guys are headed to the tavern correct mm-hmm. so you kind of follow those directions and as you approach you hear a the sounds of a tavern uh kind of some lively sailor friendly music even though like it's very lively for the fact that it's probably about noon right now since you guys got to port in the morning you see a big sign that reads the gray wind taverns as you enter enter in i'm assuming you're are you just walking in yeah. yeah yeah so as you as you walk in you get the smell of a well-loved tavern it feels a little stained by alcohol there's bodies everywhere it's a little bit more damp inside than it is outside all the wood looks a little bit worn not dirty necessarily but worn and it feels like people are just packed in there you see um behind the bar a orange-skinned tiefling uh it's got Long purple hair and red eyes and she's got tattoos all up and down all up her right arm uh, kind of going up into her neck um, and even onto like her chin and into her, her ear area she's dressed well she got a few food stains on her on her clothes and whatnot and is just kind of moving back and forth she's not very tall she's only five two or five three it seems like she's almost carrying on conversations with four or five different people at the same time handing out drinks you also see a couple human kind of like Serving staff, uh, running drinks from the bar and food from the kitchen. And every, it's just kind of a hustle and bustle kind of a situation. You uh, don't necessarily see any open seats or anything, and it seems like everyone's distracted. Sort of like the kind of place you have to get someone's attention if you want uh, if you want anything.
1: Uh, Firefly just looks over towards Gale and just kind of like, "Well, you, you said we should come here."
3: Yeah, um, I think and he points at the tiefling. I think that's who I need talking to they seem very distinctive at the very least so
1: it is true i don't know
3: if you drink, either of you but uh now would be a good time so he's gonna go up to the bar and like try and flag down the
0: tiefling so as you walk up to the bar rook and firefly what are, are you gonna stand back or try to find a table maybe or
1: uh firefly is probably just gonna go stand in a place where she's as far away from people as possible so they aren't in her personal space and just kind of, like, listen to nearby conversations. If a table opens up, she'll take it, but she's not going to, like, fight anyone for it.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think as a contrast to that, Rook is pretty much right on top of Gale walking up.
0: <laughs> yeah, so so Firefly, you find kind of a space that looks like it's near, actually near the kitchen. It might even be in the walkway back to the kitchen where patrons normally would not go. That's uh, fine. But you have a little <laughs> bit of space. Firefly, as you approach, and she's handing out drinks. She's, uh, be with you in a moment, honey. Uh, oh, yes, me, honey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple more drinks.
3: Now, what can I do for you? Um, hi. Uh, I'm the girl that comes in the night, um, and are are you Tira? Uh,
0: Tira's me. And she, she extends a hand, uh, and you see a, in her right hand, a matching symbol to what is on your hand
3: oh kind of like takes the bandage off and shakes as well
0: as as you take the bandage off she says she she looks up at you and smiles says "Peter must have sent you how is she
3: well I, I think I mean I've only met her once but she seemed healthy
0: and strong that's good that makes me happy yeah let me get get to your drink is this fellow behind you with you uh, yeah or does he just like to be close to people I think both
4: well, uh, you know. All right. Gotta make friends everywhere you go. You <laughs> so,
0: uh, you do you, do you. Uh, and she goes and grabs two drinks and, and slides them over to you uh, and says, "It's, it's going to slow down in just a moment, but um, have a drink, and uh, we'll uh, we'll find a, a, a quieter place to talk. This is not ideal." Uh, uh, oh, okay. I've got to I've got to pay my bills, you know. Uh, right. She goes back yeah. to serving for for a few more minutes. Um, Firefly, you just kind of overhear people talking about. Just generic shipping adventures. Why they're in town? A few people you hear talking about the the Festival of Ascension, but nothing nothing that really piques your interest. Just that that's they seem excited about it. So a few minutes a few minutes pass, and she says, um, she comes out around the bar and says, uh, "Why don't you come with me?" Oh, and uh, she she begins to lead you to kind of back around the bar. Um, and Firefly, you would see them. Yeah, Gil kind of like like you know give Firefly a look like you want to.
3: Come with or
1: Yeah, I'll I'll follow
0: them. And Tira looks looks as as you, you bring another and she says, Oh, three, three's a party and walks you kind of into a back room and says, uh sits you down, you yell yell back, um Kyra, bring us a couple of plates and you hear, Okay, we'll 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 cook some up quick And uh, then she turns to you, Gail, and says, So, uh,
3: what brings you to an area? Um and he kinda like holds the palm back up again and gives Legs like a shrugs. I, I, um, where do you have to go? Um, Emery.
0: That's not, that's not close, but, um, do you have a plan to get there?
3: Uh, to be honest, no. Um, I guess it was to walk,
0: but I also... Yeah, that sounds like the bishopric, they just send people out without giving them the resources to do the job. Yeah. Walking's not, walking's not good. You'll, you'll get hurt at best. Um... By what? People, creatures, take your pick. Can I pick neither? Uh...
3: Oh, no. I, I see now I probably can't. Can
0: I? <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, there's... In, I'm sure you've all heard about the Festival of Ascension and area and the blessed land that it is, she seems to be speaking very sarcastically. Truth is, this place is not good to most people. It's it's good to rich people, people in the government and people in power. But, um, you three, unless unless you two are, are wealthier than I assume that, that Gale is, uh, this is not going to be an easy place and people feel that and and uh the world's tumultuous i guess you could say so that's a long way of saying don't don't walk places not by yourself at least and she looks look do you have any way of getting any any coin
3: um well i used to be a sailor um but i also need to get there by the
0: festival hey so you need horseback a, a cart or something yeah yeah that that costs money well yeah um Truth be told, I like to, I like to help you, but I um I don't have the cash flow to just fund a trip for three people to Emery. I have a job you could do, uh, unless you have a better way of coming up with a coin. But it's a little risky. Riskier than walking to Emery? Um, immediately, yes. Probably not in the long term. You wouldn't happen to be finding a weird shadow cult? She furrows her brow. She furrows her brow at you and says, uh, "What? I am not familiar with shadow cult." No, okay, well, i just, you know. Why, do you, did you find one? No. You found one? Yeah. What did you, what did you find? Anything with with anything? I can honestly say I'm not sure.
1: Uh, I try to say something to her in Abyssal, like, do you know the secrets? But in Abyssal. She
0: looks at you and says, uh, you're all white, sweetie. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> uh, just, just a cough. <clears throat> uh, I kind of like, turn around and kind of like, shake my head.
0: All right.
4: We found out I'm an incredible flautist. Hmm, I mean.
0: Uh, well, I mean, that's a good way to make coin. We have, we hire people all the time.
4: Okay. When, where, where's the tryout?
0: I mean, you can play for me right now. But the problem is, the problem is that is you'd have to be here for a while to get enough money to get to Emily.
4: Well, with, with how good I play, I don't think it would take that long.
0: I do. What?
3: You loved it. <laughs> I, I mean, it was not bad. <laughs> For someone who I don't think
0: professionally plays. Why don't you play for me a meal note? All right. And he'll pull out the flute. Uh, as he pulls it out, she goes, Where did you get that? Um, That is not yours.
4: Yeah, you know, I told Gail we should turn this in, and. What? I, he said we could wait a little bit. It wouldn't be that big of a deal, and.
0: What? I mean, I did say that, yes. So you didn't steal it from the ship? What?
4: Oh, no. No, we're going to return it to the ship. We've actually.
0: If you want to if you want a coin, those people are filthy rich. If you find their stuff, I guarantee that they will give you money. Ah. Listen, go get that reward, and and come back. I can get you travelled for cheap. Cheaper than you get it from like a stable or something. But I can help you on that front.
4: Yeah, I mean, honestly, Gail, I'm disappointed. I thought you were the brains of this operation.
0: <laughs> uh roll roll a deception I, real quick.
4: Real quickly.
3: Quick. <laughs> <laughs> it was a natural thing. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I can can be if you want. Um,
4: Gail, we need leaders, and I feel like you have those qualities.
3: I I do. Oh, um, then I shall lead us to the boat of the people who's got
0: stolen from. Yeah, the captain's name is Axor. He's he stops in frequently. What what was that again? Axor. Oh, okay. Uh, tell him I sent you and. In... Where he found the flute, and let's get you where you're going. Oh, okay. Uh, during this, also some some food was brought brought to you, if you care to eat it. I feel like Gale wouldn't eat it, but would put some in his
3: pockets for later. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: some
3: so, less perishable stuff.
4: Is there the equivalent of like a turkey leg? Sure. See, so grabbing that and walking out with it, munching like a state fair or something.
0: She says, "All right, come on, come on back quick, and uh, we'll get you all squared away." Okay. I will take us to the boat. So as you, as you approach that boat, uh, you see that young, the young guy, he's, he's still, it's been a couple hours and he's on that deck just pacing, um, muttering to himself, I'm never going to be on the boat again. I, they're probably going to just leave me here. This is the end. I'm never going to get to perform. Um, and just walking back and forth.
3: Like he looks at them expectantly, but there's like, like mentally, he's like, oh wait, I'm the leader, so he goes up <laughs> to the guy, like, ah, uh, h- h- hello, what, what do you want? Um, uh, a, a reward. Oh, right, because we have your papers and stuff. What? Yeah. Where did you get? Where did you get them? Um, that, uh, n- like, not from you,
0: from someone who I assume got it from you. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It's just, it's just, don't move! Uh, and runs up on the ship, and another another human walks out. Um, this, this guy does not look like the entertaining type. <laughs> uh, he looks more like a seafarer, just kind of a plain gray cloak, just really tan skin that's been in the sun for a long time, so it's a little extra wrinkly and whatnot. He's starting to thin out on the top, and his hair's gray. And he says, uh, uh here says you, uh, you found our ledger? Are you, uh, Axor? Aye. I- uh, T-
3: Tira sent us. Uh,
0: good, 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 good. Yes. So show me, show me what you found. Um.
3: Oh, I have it.
0: Yep. <laughs> and
4: I guess Rook would hand Gale, uh, uh, slyly the flute. Also,
3: and he would hand he would hand that over as well.
0: Like. Ah, this is good. Ledger's good. The flute. We have somebody who is paying a lot of money for that little thing. Um. Oh, oh
3: where did you find it? Um. For that. I'm going to turn to my delegated um storyteller and he turns to rook <laughs> <laughs> It was <laughs> Deep in the Shadows. That is actually entirely true, yeah. True. Yeah.
0: yeah. Huh. Well, regardless we have it now. He he whispers something to Juni real quick, who who runs off and says, uh, well does two hundred gold apiece seem seem reasonable. You've done us a great favor.
3: Yes, that that's the, the yes.
4: Well, you, you hold on what? one second here. I mean, what they he did say that this is a very important flute, and obviously they can't do much without the ledger. I feel like uh, a a wealthy, entrepreneurial and, and entertaining <laughs> nation such as Sagita could probably afford to help its its you know help hers a little bit more.
3: He's gonna like lean in and be like. Do you not know how much 200 gold is? That's a lot of money. Yeah, but it could be a lot more. <laughs> I'm, I, I've sailed for years, and my savings is five gold.
0: <laughs> he looks at you, a little condescendingly, <laughs> says, you can take the 200 gold, or I can have the guards ask you where you found this. It's your choice.
4: Okay, Uh, just point of reference, where does he have the ledger and the flute? He's
0: holding them in his hands. Okay, does he...
4: He appear to have anything around his belt.
0: Uh, his his belt is covered with a cloak, right? So you can only really see the belt buckle.
4: Hmm. Okay.
3: That probably is a fancy belt buckle. However, that's all I'm saying.
4: Right. It's a pretty drab though. Nothing
0: really. Yeah, he's pretty. He seems in, in a juxtaposition with the rest of Sigita and the crew and the boat. He seems pretty much about sailing and being simple and.
3: Oh, also, can I see what the name of the ship is?
0: Uh, it's the dancing dragon. Cool. Okay. Um, you do see a you do see a sword on his on his hip, but okay. Has Junie made it was the way back out yet? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Juni Junie comes back and hands hands him three sacks. He says, uh, "So uh, we taken you taking the gold or the... yes?
3: Oh my oh my gods! Yes, like <laughs> like that. How is this? I don't understand. <laughs> Please."
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: and, and you
4: said Junie's pretty uh, elaborate in his. His apparel? Yeah. Does he have a pouch? Uh,
0: roll a perception check. Okay.
4: Oh. No, I don't think he
3: does. I got a one. <laughs> Distracted by another belt buckle. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Alright. Yeah, I guess we'll just take the two. Alright, he hands it out and says, uh, thanks you. I thank you. Sincere my regards. Will do. And he just turn. He turns and walks back up the ship and says, Junie, you're back on the ship.
3: Wait, um, by the way, real quick, have you seen any other tobacco in your travels much? Uh,
0: in my travels? Been a long time. I think I've worked on a ship with one or two names escape me. <laughs> you looking for someone? Keep an
3: eye out. I mean, yeah, they'd probably be together, two of them, at the same time. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think I can help you. That's alright. But, uh, good luck. Thanks. And he turns and walks up the ship. And for expedient's sake, I'm assuming that you guys head back to the tavern? Yeah. 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 And she says, uh, well, did he treat you well? I, yes like
3: I, I feel like uh, the value of money is different for different people but I feel like I'm the richest I've ever been like I, I know I am
0: well found something that was worth a lot of money I imagine it wasn't much to them but uh I can get you at least to Feldhaven which is uh about a week away from, from Emory for about a hundred gold each cover your your food your cart uh, the horses uh, you gotta you gotta leave tomorrow but um, that's the best I can do. You go to a stable, it'll probably be 150 to 200. I mean, it's better than nothing. Yeah, looking at the other two. No,
1: that's fine.
3: Your call, boss. Oh, right, yes,
0: we'll take it. Very well, uh, I've got a couple extra rooms you can uh, you can have for the night, and uh, we'll leave. You'll leave first thing in the morning. And uh, while you're here, I hope you enjoy yourself. And uh, with that, we will end our session for tonight. Hey, this is Steven, your friendly internet DM. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you've enjoyed the story so far, we would be very grateful if you would take the time to give us a five-star rating and leave us a review on iTunes or however you listen to Not Quite Heroes. Did you know we started a Patreon? If you'd like to support us and help us bring more D&D content to the internet, we would love your support. Have ideas for what kind of exclusive content you'd like to see? Tweet at us at NQH Podcast or email us at notquiteheroespodcast at gmail.com with your ideas.
1: We're now affiliated with Dice Envy, a dice company based in Los Angeles, California. They offer high-end dice at affordable prices, with metal dice priced 25% less than their competitors. My favorite set is their seven-piece rainbow dice, which I regularly use on the podcast. You can check out their wares on bit.ly slash notquitedice or by clicking the link on our Twitter page.
4: Theme music, the song Not Quite Heroes by Dave Cole of the Four Orbs Podcast. Sound effects and music in this episode were found at TabletopAudio.com, Sirenscape, check them out at www.sirenscape.com, and zapsplat.com.
3: I think whatever aggravates me in real life, I can take it out in the game.
0: There is no word that I can sufficiently find in the English language to describe the feeling of putting your world and your story out there and watching your family bring it to life.
3: And I attribute it to, of course, uh, my children, of course, to this game, and of course to all the love that's on this table. That's a wonderful that we have for answer.
4: Yes, and yes. if you could see it, everybody is holding hands and hugging. I believe there's kumbaya being sung faintly in the background. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The D&D Grandma and the Family That Games Together, a Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition actual play podcast starring the D&D Grandma, her children, and her children-in-law. New episodes every Sunday on all your favorite podcatchers. Thank you, and keep on rolling. Hey, listeners. My name is Dave Cole, and I'm the Dungeon Master and host of a Dungeons & Dragons podcast called... do
3: wait, Dave. Say no more they'll be enchanted by one of my songs and then they'll be hooked
0: no they want to hear about how we slay great beasts
3: no
1: they want to hear about magic and sorcery and spell casting
0: they will listen for the
4: story the rich history the lore or we can just roll the dice and let fate decide
0: you're right if you haven't listened to the four orbs yet find us at www.fourorbs.org or whatever podcast app you use